With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. Then the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies will be in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom in Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Where was he crucified? Jerusalem. But the world is so corrupt that Jerusalem is now called Sodom. And it's part of Egypt. That tells you that the Muslims are taking over this land. And they of the people, kindreds, tongues, and nations shall see their dead bodies three and a half days and will not permit their dead bodies to be put in graves. Folks, we can see all this stuff live via satellite on the news. And you know it's going to be shown over and over. Constant talk because people want to know what's going on. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over the death of these men. And they'll make merry and shall send gifts to one another. Oh, congratulations, you got rid of these guys. Because these two prophets tormented them with their testimony. And with calling down plagues and shutting up the rain, so massive droughts. And after three days and a half. Now we're talking the time of the tribulation which lasts for seven years, three and a half years. That symbolizes three and a half days. The spirit of life from God enters back into them, and they stand up on their feet. And when that happens, great fear falls upon all them which saw them or watched them on TV or whatever. They're going to be scared, like, oh my God. No, not your God. Our God. Amen. And at the same hour, there's a great earthquake. And tenth part of the city of Jerusalem falls. And in the earthquake were slain of men, 7,000 people dying in this earthquake. And the remnant, everyone who did not die, were afraid. And then gave glory to the God of heaven. This is the last bunch to be saved when they realized the testimony of these two people was true. They're going to be testifying that what the Bible said happened, happened. And that the people 
who are no longer here, the two billion people missing off the face of the earth, were the ones caught up in the rapture exactly as the Bible says. And when they kill these two people, these two prophets, and then three and a half days later they rise up exactly as the Bible said, great fear will fall on the remnant that now believe their testimony. This is the last group of people that gets born again. They're not taken to heaven. They're just believers now at this point. And I am sure that the testimony of these two witnesses during the course of their period to prophesy will talk about how you need or you will be martyred because of the testimony of our Lord. Amen. Because it's written that they are beheaded. The witnesses the, under the altar is those that have been beheaded. Amen. For the testimony of the Lord. They were beheaded. Hallelujah. And chapter 12, verse 10, I heard a loud voice saying, Now has come salvation and strength, the kingdom of our God, the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren has been cast down, which accused them day and night. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Amen. Under the altar, there are those who had the testimony of God and were beheaded because of it. And during this time now is going to be the spread, I believe, of worldwide Islam. Because they're the only ones who behead. They're the only ones who still behead people. And it's being instituted more and more and more. Amen? So, what you have is now the all the people left in the earth realize they are going to be cast forever into hell if they do not defeat this Jesus. If they do not stop people being born again, well not born again, but being confessed believers in Christ and in the two billion people who've disappeared off the face of the earth. And the only way to stop them from testifying about is to give them, according to the Islamic tradition and, and written in the Quran, an opportunity to recant their confession for Christ and to confess Islam. If they do not do that, they will be beheaded. They will be killed. There will be no mercy. There will be no op option for them to pay taxes and all that because this group of people who are the confessed Believers now in Jesus, that the Bible is true. They missed the rapture, but now they believe. Chapter 13 in the book of Revelation talks about the mark of the beast. I beheld in verse 11 another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. He's going to bring peace over the earth. He's going to say, okay, look. Let's all get together on this and, and let's stop 
fighting amongst ourselves. And let's come against the common enemy here. And he has, he's going to be speaking peace like a lamb, but he has, or has two horns like a lamb, but he speaks as a dragon. And he will have all the power of the first beast before him and cause the earth and them that dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he will do great wonders and can even make fire come down from him. He's going to show he has such power that he can make fire come down from heaven and consume people. And he's going to say, we don't have nothing to worry about, folks. I got this under control. And I'll deceive them that are on the earth. By the means of these miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by the sword and yet lives. And he had power to give life unto the image. I don't know if that's through the internet. I don't know if it's through 3D animation or what do they call those, you know, like holograms or whatever. Or actually, possibly a biotic, bionic type of man. All this it could be uh, cloning. Amen. I just read yesterday that the first limb was actually created in the lab from stem cells. A limb that they can now transplant onto some animal they're testing this on. Folks, that's just one step away from doing a whole human being. And he had the power the capabilities, the technology to do this. I believe that he's going to give life to this clone of the, the, the leader that was killed over in uh, the first part of the chapter. And then in 16, he causes all, all, every person in the earth at that time, all, small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, that no man might buy or sell unless he has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. This chip technology, microchip technology, was supposed to be part of the Obamacare plan, but it was withstood by some evangelical members of Congress and taken out of the bill. But the technology is there. The desire... To put it in place is there. Oh, they'll tout all the benefits. You know, this will have your complete medical record on it. Uh, it'll be updated every time you go to the doctor. You don't have to do anything. All they got to do is scan your hand. They'll have complete access to your medical records. That's just step one. I remember when uh, this direct deposit system came out with sending money to the banks. It was resisted. Nobody wanted to do that. That's the mark of the beast. Over the concept of time, it became acceptable. It was an option. Uh, when I first went in the military, it wasn't an option. And then it became an option. It was optional whether you had it or not. After several years, it became mandatory. We no longer cut checks. Or if you want us to give you a check, your paycheck will be like four days late because we'll just mail it to you. But if you want to sign up for a direct deposit, you can have it actually the night before. Social Security was another way. It was optional, and then it became mandatory. You go to get hired for a job. Very few employers hand out checks now at the end of the week. Usually it's a direct deposit to the bank. 
See how it becomes acceptable in the sight of everyone? That's what's going to happen with this microchip. It'll become commonplace. Well, since you already have it for your medical records, we're going to make it now because, remember, 2 billion people left. There's going to be all sorts of turmoil and chaos going on. We need to control the economy. And we don't want nobody to steal your identity. So you, every person will receive a microchip. And they'll put, you know, when you get paid, it'll go directly to your bank. You don't have to have a debit card. You don't have to go online. You just scan your hand. It's secured right there. There you go. When you go to the grocery store, you won't have any cash on you because we don't want any counterfeit money because it's not going to be the dollar. It'll be a new worldwide currency, according to the Bible. And you just scan your hand. You get out your money. Uh, well, you won't be able to withdraw money, but... you. Go to the grocery store, scan your hand, get your groceries, go to the parts store for your car, pay your rent. All of that will be done. And it says right here, no man could buy or sell as he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. But yet, the true believers at this point in time will refuse to take that mark. They will say, I'm not getting injected with this microchip. It is not going to happen. I said, well, if you don't want the microchip, then you got to have this tattoo. We'll put this barcode on you so you can scan the barcode. I don't want the barcode either. Well, otherwise you got to have this government ID card with this number on it, which is the number of the beast. And people will say, no, I don't want that either. And they will be a thorn in the side of the governing worldwide governing authority. These are the ones who will not be able to buy or sell. These are the ones who will not be able to go to the grocery store or buy milk for their baby. These are the ones who will not have a job because there's no way of paying them. These are the ones who will be rummaging through garbage dumps begging for scraps. These are the ones who will do what they need to do to try to take care of their family, but will also be caught and executed, beheaded. Either refute your belief in this Christian stuff and accept Islam for what it is, or we will kill you. Those are their choices. And those who are wavering and they're not really sure, but they kind of think that, you know, this Christian thing with the rapture and all that might be true, the testimony of these guys, yeah, that's possible. I, I guess I believe it. Those that waver like that will bow their knees to the God of the world. But those that refuse will be beheaded and brought into heaven. Their spirit will be brought into heaven. Amen. And, you know, the, the thing is, hallelujah, that when they're brought into heaven, they're not given glorified bodies. Amen. They're not given glorified bodies like, like the Christians were that were taken up into heaven. Amen. Because... We are the glorified ones. We're going to walk around in eternity in heaven. They may, 
you know, those that believe are going to be taken out of this earth, but they're going to give their life for it. Amen. They will be killed. They will be beheaded. And they will be brought to heaven as an offering to God. They offer their lives to God for their testimony. Amen. And uh, these are the ones who will be crying out about uh, bring vengeance, Lord. You know, give them vengeance. And God's and the Lord tells them, just you know, be patient for a little while more, because it it's coming, but there, it's not quite done yet. Amen. I'm trying to find it, and I can't find it right now. But glory to God. Soon after that is the return of the Lord. The wedding supper of the Lamb has taken place. And it's time for Jesus to go get his bride. Amen. And as he comes back, as the lightning shines from the east to the west, things that will be taking place on the earth are all contained in the book of Revelation. We're not going to go through all of that. Amen. But, ha, we know that it's happening. And when Jesus said, when he comes back, riding on his horse, and we are with him, his saints are with him, innumerable in number, amen, innumerable. You won't be able to see or count how many, you know, you're talking two billion people coming back as one army that can't be killed. We cannot be killed. Think about that. And at the Bema seat in heaven, the first judgment in heaven, we are going to be given our rewards of what we have done on this earth. Amen. We will be given rewards based upon what you did. Did you do what God told you to do? You could be a teacher, but you were called to be a policeman. You could be a policeman, but you were called to be a pastor. You could be a pastor, but you were called to be an evangelist. You could be an evangelist, but you were called to be a teacher. And when you get to heaven, I mean, millions of people could have been born again because of what you did, the work you've done. But you are going to be judged by did you fulfill God's will for your life. Now, that is not saying you're going to lose your salvation. It says there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth, but you are still going to be saved. But what you are going to have is no crown. Oh, you're, you're in heaven. You're there. Glory to God, you're there. But there's no crown. You see, there, and we covered before uh, the rewards of heaven. Lay up yourself. If you missed that teaching, lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. We discussed the five different types of crowns that will be given out. Amen? And you won't have a crown. Oh, you'll be saved. You'll be in heaven. But as... You are walking around eternity. You'll be able to tell, oh, this person gave his life for Christ. This person won souls for the kingdom. This person did this. This person did that. You'll be able to tell by the crowns. Some people will have multiple crowns. Amen. They're a soul winner and gave their life for Christ. He's got two crowns, maybe three. And all of this happens at the judgment seat of Christ. 
You're not judged on your sins because your sins are washed away. God says when you receive Jesus as your Savior, all of your sins are washed away. They are. He says, I will not remember your sin anymore. So at the judgment seat of Christ, after the rapture, before the tribulation or during the tribulation, we are not judged by any sin you committed in this earth. Because you received Jesus as your Savior. He came into your heart. The old man died. Behold, all things have become new. You are now created as a new creation, righteous in the eyes of the Father. And now you need to fulfill your calling during the remaining time on this earth. Your reward before Jesus is going to be based upon what you did once you were saved. Amen. Those that remain on the earth are going through the tribulation. Those that go through the tribulation, there will be a remnant that are saved and killed because of their testimony. Amen. And these that are killed, they are put on the offering or on the altar to God. That they gave their lives for the testimony of Jesus Christ in the earth during the time of the tribulation. Amen. And these are the ones who cry out to the Lord. And he says, just be patient. Amen. And then, as we return to the earth with our King, Oh, hallelujah, as we read over in uh, 11.15, that the angels of heaven shout out, Now the kingdoms and nations of this earth have become the kingdoms of our Lord. Amen. Over in verse 19, or chapter 19, in verse 5, a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and you that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a multitude, because there's two billion of us praising God at this point in time, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Amen. Let us be glad and rejoice. Give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. And after the marriage is over with, Amen. Verse 11. Chapter 19, verse 11. And heaven opens up. Oh, glory to God. Lightning shines from the east to the west. The heavens split open. And behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he will judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire. His head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no one knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in his own blood. Dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. John chapter 1. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Nothing that was made was made without the Word of God. In the, verse 14. The Word became flesh in the form of Jesus. Jesus is the Word. Here it says the Word of God is what his name is. And the armies, glory to God Almighty, the armies in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. That's us. 
That's the people who believe right now and will be caught up into the rapture. Glory to God. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he would smite all the nations of the earth and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. This is not, it's the same Jesus. We already seen that back in Acts chapter 1. This same Jesus. It's the same Jesus. But he is not coming as a little lamb. He's coming this time as the lion to tear, to devour, to conquer. He is coming. Out of his mouth will be a sharp sword that with it he'll smite the nations and he'll rule them with a rod of iron and he will tread the winepress. Get this next part. Of the fierceness and the wrath of almighty God. And on his vesture and on his thigh is a name written King of Kings. Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. This is the point in time when the wrath of God is poured out. During the seven years of tribulation, various trumpets, bowls, and vials are poured out. Just say vials, bowls, and trumpets are poured out. 21 judgments of God, each one intensifying in nature. As a warning... As a warning to the inhabitants of the earth. The wrath of God is not something you want to play with. There have been down through history various uh, societies that worshipped other gods. The Aztecs and you know the Egyptians and Greeks, Romans. You know, they all had Zeus and the sun god and and all of that. What was the main primary uh, concentric similarity between all of them? That their gods would get angry with people. And their gods were the ones responsible for droughts and famines and floods and earthquakes and uh, solar eclipses and things like that. And that they would have to offer sacrifices to appease their God. For their God was angry with them. Often resulting in the death of virgins or babies or animals or whatever. They would make offerings to stop the wrath of their God from coming upon the people. If they did not offer the required offerings, they were afraid that the wrath of their God would destroy them. Folks, our God, our Heavenly Father, will pour out His wrath upon this earth for all those who reject His rule, that reject Him. No man ever born from Adam until now, with the exception of Jesus, is worthy to stand in his presence. We're not even worthy to kneel in his presence. We are deserving of eternal hell, eternal damnation. Jesus taught about the rich man and Lazarus 
The rich man fares sumptuously all day, you know, every day, and Lazarus, you know, struggled to get scraps from the rich man's table and had sores on his body. He was sick all the time. Dogs came and licked his wounds. Both died. According to the scriptures, it looks like the same day. They buried the rich man, but Lazarus was escorted by angels into the bosom of Abraham. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.